Hello and welcome back. My name is Gaia. Tonight we talk about cinnamon, a spice that launched wars, embalmed the ancient Egyptian dead, and even fired up love potions. Cinnamon is a member of the spice family which is a big group of dried up aromatics that can come from any part of a plant that is not a leaf. And so, would you believe, pepper is a shriveled up berry. Cloves are unopened flower buds. Turmeric is a root. Saffron are stigmas. Cinnamon is tree bark. Nutmeg is a seed, and mace is the sheath that covers nutmeg. And they're all spices. I admit I find this bewitching. I mean, there is a delicious magic to knowing that when you sprinkle cinnamon on your hot chocolate, you sprinkle ground-up tree bark. But that's not all. To truly appreciate how deliciously magical cinnamon can be, we need to understand its history. So let's begin. Once upon a time, about 4,000 years ago, cinnamon was a lucrative commodity that was really hard to find in Europe. Indeed, the Europeans could only get it from the Arabs. And the Arabs refused to divulge where they got it from. Instead, to satisfy their clients' curiosity and to protect their monopolies, they spun the most outlandish tales. And this, dear listener, is precisely why Herodotus, a 5th century Greek historian, believed that cinnamon could only be found by big birds called cinnamologus. You see, the Arab merchants told the Greeks that these birds needed cinnamon for their nests. And the only way for humans to get cinnamon was to lure the birds down from their eyries with the bleeding cuts of oxen ass. The birds would then swoop down, seize the meat and carry it back. And then, their nests would collapse under the sheer weight of the meat. And the merchants would scramble out of their hiding places to collect all the fallen cinnamon from the broken nests. I know this sounds really ridiculous, but it made perfect sense in a time that did not know any better. And for many years, the Greeks were both spellbound and fooled. But truth doesn't stay hidden for long. Centuries later, in 1498, the Portuguese explorer Vasco da Gama made his first voyage from Europe to the southern coast of India. Reportedly, when he docked in Calicut, his messenger was asked, The devil take you, what brings you here? And he replied, We came looking for Christians and spices. 
De Gama's mission was driven by a desire for direct trade routes that cut out the Arab middlemen. And when they discovered that cinnamon was actually sourced from Sri Lanka and not from some mythical bird's nest, well, wars erupted between the Portuguese and the Dutch for control over the country. Which, you have to admit, is bizarre. In the grandest scheme of life, cinnamon is trivial. But back then, spices were so important to Europe that it became a way to define the wealthy and powerful. Indeed, by some accounts, cinnamon was once more expensive than gold. So what exactly is cinnamon? In truth, it's a spice that comes from the inner bark of cinnamon trees. <laughs> that name sounds like a tongue twister. Cinnamon. Cinnamon, its product, is harvested from the trees when they are wet. Then it's scraped, fermented, and dried. There are about 300 types of cinnamon in the world, but only four of them are used for commercial purposes. These four varieties can be divided into two subgroups, true cinnamon and cassia cinnamon. American packaging law does not differentiate between the two. So what is often labeled as cinnamon in North America is actually its cousin, cassia. Now, the most ardent chef will have a problem with this and will tell you there is a difference. What is the difference? <laughs> well, true cinnamon comes from Sri Lanka. It is soft, flaky and crumbles in your hand. It holds layers upon layers of paper-thin bark that have been wrapped ever so tightly into each other. In contrast, cassia cinnamon comes from Vietnam, Indonesia and China and tends to be thicker and harder and have only one curled layer. To some, the differences is like comparing fragrances. If cassia were a perfume, they say, it would be as though all the top and heart notes were ripped out and you were left with pure base. Its flavor profile is intensely powerful it is a force to be reckoned with in your mouth. On the other hand, true cinnamon is richly complex, with soft floral notes that flutter between base, heart and top notes. But, snobby chefs and their perfume allegories aside, do these differences really matter? The answer is it depends. For a quick rule of thumb, use true cinnamon if it is the only spice you're using to flavor your dish. Its taste is subtle and multidimensional. It's also a great choice if your recipe is of European origin. Use true cinnamon because that's likely what was intended. After all, it was true cinnamon that European powers fought over. It's also a really good bet to use true cinnamon 
in any authentic Mexican recipe. Because Mexico is one of the biggest importers of true cinnamon. If you were to use cassia, you might throw off the flavor profile. But it's a very good bet to use cassia if your recipe comes from Vietnam, China, or Indonesia, since it is indigenous to these countries. Also, since we're far more likely to find cassia in North American supermarkets, it's a relatively safe bet to use cassia in recipes from Canada or America. And on those notes, we head to the children's story for the outlandish tale that Herodotus was once told. But I've made some adaptations. This time, the cinnamon bird is not tempted by big chunks of bleeding oxen ass, but by their floral namesakes of cowslips, oxide daisies, and donkey tails. Come, join us. I'll see you soon.